Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. about Christmas joy this morning. Amen. In fact, I don't know if you enjoyed that little intro. Uh, Jordan, he's been getting kind of creative with our intros, and so give him a big hand, man. He's... <laughs> you may say, why, why, why would we do that? Because you don't realize that sometimes something that simple might take three hours to create. And so again, we just appreciate just, just the effort and the time of people caring about you to go about the details, going the extra mile. Amen. Well, we talked last week in regards to getting into this Christmas season. We we, we talked about just really trusting God and using our faith this year to experience the reason for the season, right? To experience the whole reason, and that is to experience Jesus in a greater measure. And so we're going to talk about that today in a little bit uh, further direction in, in experiencing the joy of Christmas. How many of you want to experience joy this year? I do. And, you know, it's funny, you know, you start to watch the television programs, you start to watch the Christmas uh, movies. Anybody like the Christmas movies? Oh, man, I tell you, this time of year, in fact, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old, but I still like Rudolph. I mean, there's something about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. When he comes on, it just warms your heart and makes you think back to when you was a little kid and being able to watch those movies. In fact, you always beg, can I stay up a little bit later to watch them? Because, again, it's something about the Christmas season that just warms your heart. And, and, and I don't know if you like particular ones, but, you know, when you think about the, the, the magic of Santa and just how it warms the heart, again, even as an adult, you just kind of get those warm fuzzies, and it just... It just makes you want to believe, doesn't it? Just that on that on that Christmas night, put out the put out the cookies and the milk and and, and wait to hear the pitter patter of reindeers, you know, hooves. It just makes you want to believe, doesn't it? Or or maybe uh Home Alone. Does anybody remember that one? That was always a favorite of mine. And, and you know, when you think about that particular movie, the moral of the story was the reuniting of family. And and obviously you know that just the uh a big portion of the movie was where this little kid got left home while his family went on vacation and they're trying to break in. The thieves are and he, 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 he wars them off and he's safe and sound and the family comes back. But again, the moral of the story is being reunited with family. And if you remember the story, there was the scary old man next door. And in the midst of the story, he befriended the old man and inspired the old man to reach out to a son. And one of the closing scenes of the movie is where he has been so estranged from his kids and his grandkids that you see him open arms, welcoming his family and embracing his grandkids. And then he waves at the little boy. Being reunited, again, it warms the heart, doesn't it? Or maybe you remember that uh, Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, it seems like everything has fallen apart. It seems like everything has gotten to the place of what's the point of even living. And then at the end of the story, the whole town come and they start bringing the money and a Christmas miracle takes place and he saves the bank and he saves his life. He saves his family, right? God blesses everyone, right? (laughs) 
But I don't know if you're like me. My wife and I, we've got a standing joke. Even though these movies stir emotions, gives us warm, fuzzy feelings, my wife and I oftentimes say, life's not like the movies. It don't happen that way. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, uh, you might say, my, my life looks like a movie, but it sure wasn't the warm, fuzzy one. It's more like the scary one. <laughs> you didn't know what I had to go through. It looked like Die Hard on my, you know, it was just bad, right? And so life is not like the movies, but when it comes to this season, God desires for us to truly experience the true meaning of the season. And part of what Jesus came to do was to bring us joy. I said he came to bring us joy. And we got a purpose to experience that, that this year, regardless of whether or not, again, we feel like it or not, whether our, our emotions are saying, you feel happy, because everybody wants to feel happy. But God took it a step further and said, it's not about feeling happy, but it's about experiencing joy. Right? Now, once again, depending on where you're at in this season, many times people get to this place in their life and they, they look at Christmas as being the end of the year, if we can just get through Christmas, get to New Year's, we can have a brand new fresh start and everything might be okay. I want to encourage you this year to use your faith that Christmas is not the end of a year, but it's actually a beginning. Do you realize that when you have somebody that's graduated from college or high school for that matter, there's always the commencement ceremony? And we look at commencement as a means to an end to celebrate that they have concluded the course of responsibilities and now it's time to be finished. Commencement does not mean the end of something. Commencement means it's now time for a brand new start. So rather than looking at this year coming to a close and thinking, dear God, it's Christmas, it's almost over. No, look at Christmas as being the catalyst for a brand new start to take us into 2018. That as we begin to experience Christmas this year and purpose to use our faith on it, that we're going to begin to experience a brand new start and it starts now. We're going to use our faith to experience the joy of Christmas and get happy. How many of you want to get happy? Oh man, I'm telling you what. Some of us just need to notify our faith sometimes. It's, it's, it's going to be okay, right? It's not as bad as you think it is. Well, I want to just remind you of some some of the story that we see in the, the Gospels concerning the Christmas story. In Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 9, says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Everybody say great joy. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will, be a, which, which will be to all people. And then the Bible says that this child is born. You see, Christmas is a great time of year. But maybe you've lived long enough to say, I live in the real world, and it's not a movie. My life is far from a movie. Well, I want to encourage you that you can experience the joy of Christmas this year. But it will take faith. It will require you to exercise your faith and experience joy. The Bible says that we are believers. Do you know what believers do best? Believe. 
right? What do dogs do best? Being dogs. (laughs) You're a believer. God made you to believe. It's part of your DNA. It's part of your makeup. So we can begin to use our faith this year to experience the joy of Christmas. But there's a couple things I want you to take notice of in regards to what the angel said. First of all, the angel says, don't be afraid. Well, why would they have the opportunity to be afraid? Because something changed in the scenery. They were going about their business, and all of a sudden, something changed. Something in the landscape changed, and the angel says, now don't be afraid what you see. Come on, this season, as we conclude this year, but then we begin to ramp up and start for a new one, don't look at what you see. Don't buy into the lie that the enemy has said to us, this is the way it's always been and it's always going to be this way. No, it changes now. We make a conscious choice. We make a quality decision that right now, this year, 2017, it is going to be a brand new start as we celebrate Christmas. Don't be afraid at what you see. So if I'm not going to be afraid of what I see, doesn't that really begin to say you've got to use faith? Because what you see says something contrary to something else. Your head says one thing, your heart says another. Your faith in reality, your faith in emotions will always be going in different directions. Don't be afraid. Then the angel says this, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Don't be afraid at what you see, but I come bringing something. I come bringing a gift, and it's joy that I bring. And then he says this, this joy that I bring, it's to all people. And unfortunately, we've bought into this lie. Well, you know, that whole being happy and being full of joy, that works for you preachers because it's what you do. You know, you must be close to God or something, or you must be God's favorite because you chose to be a preacher. Well, if that was the case, let me ordain you tonight before you leave, all right? We'll see if that works for you. No. Or or you might think, well, I've seen those people, and it seems like God always does great things for them, but not in my life. Listen, I'm telling you, he said that the joy that I've come to give you, regardless of what you see, It's to you, 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 it's to you. He says, it's to all mankind. This joy can be experienced by everyone. It's just a matter of whether you choose to. But I want to break that down just a little bit. He says, I bring you tidings. That word tidings, let me me break that down for you or, or, or expound upon it. Tidings means to instruct men concerning the things that pertain to Christian salvation of the joyful tidings of God's kindness, in particular to the Masonic or the blessings that Jesus brought. He says, now listen, these tidings, it's good news. It's actually instruction. It's to help you understand the blessing that Jesus came for all that received salvation to experience. There's blessings for us as believers to receive. And part of that blessing is for us to experience joy. 
I said it's to experience joy. Not to experience happiness because happiness is an emotion that's up one day and down the next. Happiness is based upon what you can do to get me into a position and place of being happy. What can you do for me to make me feel? How many of you know that feelings are fickle? I mean, there's, there's times that I can try to do something for my wife. I mean, there's times that I can try to be goofy. Because I know she's maybe in a bad mood. I probably got her there. But so then I, I'll try to be goofy just to kind of get her off her edge and kind of smile a little bit. Well, she has an opportunity to respond to that or she can say, stop it. I ain't laughing. It doesn't change the way I feel. Even though you might see my face smile, I'm still mad. Right? It's a choice. So regardless of what happens or what somebody tries to do, happiness is a fickle thing. But the Bible says that Jesus came in this blessing of salvation that he came to give, has come to give us joy. And there's instructions that come with it. You see, joy is yours, but you've got to learn to use it. Right? How many of you are going to have kids that open up their gifts and there's going to be instructions that go with it? And if you're a guy like me, it's like, let's just figure it out. Who needs the instructions? You put it together and it's like, turn left and it turns right because you put it together wrong. See, there's instruction for us to receive this joy of Christmas. This tiding, this good news, this instruction concerning the things that pertains to a Christian's life, the joyful tidings of God's kindness, in particular to the blessings that Jesus brings. Concerning the word joy, here's what the word joy means. It means to be cheerful or have cheerfulness, calm delight. Come on, you just need to take a chill pill. You just need to get happy. You just need to let joy have its perfect work. Because the Bible says that you'll have a calm delight, that it brings gladness and greatly be exceedingly full of joy or joyfulness or joyous. Don't you like the way that sounds? To be joyful, to be joyous. Come on, that's a whole lot better than bah humbug. Right? How many of you know That naturally speaking, physically speaking, it's easier to smile than it is to frown. It takes less muscles in your face to smile than it does to frown. But do you know, as people, we have trained our faces to do a lot of frowning. My kids, my wife has said this to me, because I've always just kind of with my my vision, a lot of times I've just squinted. That's this kind of natural look. And there's times my wife will be talking to me. She goes, you mad? No, why? What's the matter? Well, you're scowling. That's just my look. <laughs> it's just my, the, seriously. Or when I get real intense, I'll, I'll, I'll focus. It's because I'm dialing in my eyeballs. Not mad, Right? So again, God wants us to experience the delight and the cheerfulness, the calm delight, gladness, and the fullness of joy. Another definition of joy is this. 
feeling of great pleasure and happiness. It literally means to rejoice. So in other words, if I'm going to experience the joy of Christmas, I've got to do something about it. We want other people, other things. We want God to make us feel good and make us feel happy. And God says, I can't make you do nothing, nor can any person bring fulfillment that you long for. It's the joy that I put on the inside of you. You've got to do something about it. You've got a purpose to cultivate and stir up this joy. And part of it is connected with rejoicing. Now, I'll come back to that in just a moment. So let's just put that on a shelf, all right? So I want to draw your attention. You might have been noticing this over here. And this is just kind of a timeline of every person's life. Zero being birth, 80 just being kind of a rough estimate of how long the average lifestyle or longevity of a person's life is. Obviously, that's not God's timeline. That's just kind of the average, all right? So when it comes to this life... We are born into this world, and as we start to get older, we start looking further down the road as to, well, i got to get a job, i got to start doing this, and i got to start doing that. And so we come into adulthood roughly around the age of 17 or 18, right? And then we work all of our life, and it used to be that retirement was right around 65. It's creeping up close to 70 now. So retirement is right about here. And so our timeline of our adolescent years is always looking ahead to finally get to this place right here. But then when we enter into this place right here, we start looking at, well, when can I retire? When can I get to that place where I don't have to work anymore? And we keep looking ahead to this time frame of when I can walk away from my job and actually be retired. And then right here is where you go home to be with the Lord. But look at that. That in-between portion of your life takes up the majority of your life. And too many people are living the prime of their life looking for something down the road. Do you realize once you get to a place of retirement, you've only got a small window. And you're older. The prime of your life is right here in this in-between. But we so often settle for jobs that we don't like relationships that we have no business being in, and it sucks the life and the joy out of us. There's a too great a portion of your life to just settle, and God said, I've come that you might experience the joy of Christmas. We're always looking for something down the road to make me feel accomplished, make me feel successful, make me feel joy, make me feel happy, and God says it is a choice. Now, I don't know where you fall on the spectrum or the timeline, but it's never too late. You might say, I've worked my entire life and I hated my job. Okay, that was the past. You can cultivate joy right now. These golden years, they're going to be the best years of my life because I choose to embrace the joy that God said was mine. If you're somewhere in this place right here, 
Make a choice. Make the quality decision. I'm not going to live another day in my life doing something that I don't want to do. I'm not going to continue going down this road and not being happy in my life. I'm not going to continue this life one day further and be with a person that cannot serve me, respect me, and honor me as a person or a child of God. Because I deserve better. Because God so loved me and and said that joy was available to me that he sent Jesus to allow me to experience it. Are you seeing this? There is a quality decision to experience joy. Once again, we want something to happen to make us feel happy. If it was just like the movie, if, it, if I could just hit it rich at the lottery, if I could do this or I could do that, if I could find him or if I could find her, if this would happen in my life, I would truly be happy. And God says, no, it is a choice because joy is on the inside of you. So what are you going to do? Let's use our faith for this Christmas to get a fresh new start. That this is the catalyst. That this is the commencement of a new day. Amen? Will Rogers said this. He says, even if you are on the right track, you'll get run over if you sit still. That's a powerful statement. You can be on the right track, but you'll still get ran over if you sit still. God says you've got joy on the inside of you. The devil will run over you. Circumstances will run over you. People will run over you if you sit still and don't do anything to stir up the joy that God made available at Christmas. I'm talking about using our faith to experience the joy of Christmas. Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 once again. I want you to see this. It says, when they heard the king, they departed and behold the star which they had seen in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. Verse 10 says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Say that with me. Say, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. It says they did it. Now, They saw a star. And the Bible says that upon seeing the star, it stirred up joy. See, God is wanting us to recognize the reason for the season. Oh, the presents are fun. The Christmas movies are entertaining. All the lights are pretty. But God says, in all of that, let it be a sign like the star to stir up joy now you might say well yeah but listen that was real easy for them i mean look at there was a star there was a sign if only god would give me a sign welcome to the sign genesee valley church you're here today but now once again we think well dear god you know if we could only live in bible times listen do you realize that these These three men that were coming to find Jesus, they had to stir up faith on the inside at what they saw. Because there was plenty more that they saw, which Herod says, tell me where he's at so I can go kill him. There was natural circumstances. 
Now, we think, well, they followed a star. They just jumped into the car. They drove down the road. They got off at exit 113, took a right at Linden Road, and there he was. How easy. That's not how it was. They didn't have any vehicles of our modern-day transportation, and we don't know how long that they traveled to get where Jesus was. Because you know there's always one in a crowd. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I'm tired. Are we there yet? You know, my camel stepped on my toe, and my toe really hurts. Are we there yet? No, they had to use faith to follow what was leading them on the inside. And they allowed joy to be stirred up to the point that they continued to to the place of where they found the reason for the season. You're going to have every opportunity to say, God, it's hard. God, they've not changed. It's not about God changing them. Let God change you. Let God change your heart. In the midst of them using their faith, the Bible says that they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So how do I cultivate joy? It's in me. There's one way. Rejoice. Anybody know those old pumps to get water? Back as a kid, we would go camping. In fact, I think uh, as, as a kid, my, my grandfather had a cabin and there was no running water. And so we'd have to go to the pump and, and fill up, you know, water jugs. Well, you realize that as you're pumping to begin with, water don't just come out immediately. You've got to keep at it for a minute until it starts to trickle out and then it gushes out. But the moment you stop, what happens? It dries up. You've got to prime the pump because joy's on the inside of you, but you've got to get it up out of you, and rejoicing is the way that you do it. As I said, these men that were traveling to find Jesus, they had obstacles, and we don't know what they were. You don't know the physical challenges that, that they had. I mean, one guy, he could have had a, a bum leg. The one guy could have had a wife at home says, when are you going to be home? Hello? Blowing up a cell phone, you know, you, just, you never know. But they chose to rejoice. Here's the definition of rejoice or the Bible definition of rejoice. It means to brighten up. It means to leap. It means to spin around. What's your face look like during this season? What does your face look like? Are you bright or are you gloomy? You say, well, how do I do that? Because I don't feel, it doesn't have anything to do with your feelings. It has everything to do with your faith. Let me give you an example. See how easy that was? You just make a choice. Brighten up. Put a smile on your face. Leap. What does that mean to leap? It means don't just get stuck. Get a little bounce and pep in your step. It says to spin around. You know what that means? It means to dance. It means to get jiggy. Get jiggy for Jesus. If you need some jingle bells, jingle bell jiggy for Jesus. It's a new song. Let's, let's get that written. Right? What do you think? Huh? There you go. Now you say, why is that significant? 
I just I heard on the radio this morning, I thought, man, that's just God. That's just, this is the way God works to help you. There is an actual study, a medical study, that shows that those people that dance are more happier than those that don't. It said those individuals... <laughs> Uh, That's another sermon. (laughs) All right. It said those that will dance, it says 16% of the people felt better after they started dancing. Why? Because it stirred up endorphins on the inside of them, and it made them feel happier. Do you know what a healing agent within our body is? Endorphins. So I'm not talking about going to the nightclub and acting a fool or acting like Miss Jezebel or whoever, Miss Gigolo on the day. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stirring up joy on the inside and say, Woo, God, you're good. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. I'm rejoicing. And you might say, I'm not used to that kind of thing. I understand that. Do it in your bedroom where nobody can see you do it. Get ugly for Jesus, right? Come on. Woo, praise God. What are you doing? You're stirring up joy on the inside. You're priming the pump. Because God says there's something in you. The whole reason that I came was that you could experience the joy of Christmas, not going around with a bum look on your face, but actually expressing the life of who Jesus is. Are you glad about Christmas? Man, best time of year. Come on. Why? Because it's all about Jesus. Are you out there this morning? Amen. To rejoice means to brighten up. It means to leap. It means to spin around. As I said, well, I don't feel like it. You choose to rejoice. Remember what I said tidings means? It means the instruction to men concerning the things that pertain to Christian salvation, of the joyful tidings of God's kindness, in particular, to the blessings that Jesus brings. Come on. Once again, I know that this is something that is, we so put it on a shelf. Do you remember the Bible says about King David that he danced out in the courtyard and his wife said, you foolish thing, you. Don't you know people are going to see you? And he says, woman, he says, I'll get more undignified than this because my God is faithful. The whole reason that Jesus came was so that you didn't have to go to hell and spend eternity separated from God. If you are a believer, follower of Christ, if you receive Christ into your life, it is the best news that any person could have. You might think this life stinks, but you have eternity with Jesus. You think this life is bad now? Try going to hell. I'm not going to hell. That ought to make you dance. (laughs) I'm going to heaven. I'm with Jesus. Come on. Does that resonate with you? I'm going to heaven. My sins are forgiven. Have I let God down at times? Probably so, many times. I'm still going to heaven. Whoo, praise God. I'm talking about rejoicing. You have to make a quality decision to brighten up.
brighten up. I'm going to get happy. It's easier to smile. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to stir up the joy on the inside. But it might take faith. Can you say amen? Amen. Just a couple more things here. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, the Bible says that a merry heart does like the medicine. A couple different translations says, a rejoicing heart doth, doth good to the body, and a smitten heart dries the bones. Another translation says, a joyful heart promotes healing. Get happy. You have to choose to be happy. The Bible says that wise men prepared their hearts and made ready for the king. Let me give you some practical things as I wind up here. There are some things that will cause you just to be depressed, naturally speaking. Now, I don't know your personal life, so just smile and look right ahead. In fact, this would be a great time just to start rejoicing, smiling and brightening up. Your house has a lot to do with your joy level. If your house is trashed, if it's a mess, clean your house. What are you getting into my house for? Listen, if your house is a mess, it affects your countenance. I'm telling you. Ever since we've been into this church for the last roughly eight months, our house has been a little bit... My garage, my wife says, when are you going to do something about that garage? When I walk into my garage, (laughs) why? Because it's a mess. I'll admit to it. I don't feel good when it's a mess. But when it looks better, when it's clean, when it's orderly, I feel better about me because the mess and the clutter is gone. It's practical, but it will affect your joy. If your car is a mess, clean it up. Well, that's my car. Leave my car alone. I'll, I'll, I'll drive it anywhere. You do whatever you want to. I'm simply saying, if you'll pick up the clutter, you'll clean it up, organize it, you'll feel better, and it will be conducive for a heart full of joy. Get out of bed. Well, you know what? I just kind of sleep until I wake up. Why don't you tell your flesh to shut up? Set the alarm and make it get up. If you'll choose to get out of bed... It will create an environment for you to allow joy to be cultivated. Get yourself ready. Come on now. I know I'm stepping on some thin ice here. But if you're retired or if you're a stay-home dad or mom, and every day of your life your hair is... And you stay in pajamas all day long, That's not a lifestyle that's conducive for joy. Get up. Get ready for the day. Prepare yourself. Prepare for what? For whatever God says. It will make you feel better just to feel and look better. Come on. Are you doing okay? God says there's a system by which you can feel and look and have a merry heart. Concerning your finances... Make a choice to get your finances in order. If your finances are in order, you'll find that joy is a whole lot easier. Now, I don't know your situation, 
But I've known people where the phone rings off the hook and it is just simply creditors. That does not produce joy in your life. Get it in order. Amen? Lastly, maybe there's some habits that you've got going on in your life. You realize that there's an internal battle that's going on. Because you have one desire from your heart or your spirit that says, get free from the habit. But the flesh and the natural man says, but it makes me feel good. There is a turmoil and a battle going on on the inside that disrupts the joy. You say, well, I struggle. I have a hard time getting free from that. Then rejoice every time you do it. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. I'm free from that. Glory to God. Are you here? I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not being condemning. I'm simply saying it's the way to get free. Well, when I do that, it just makes me feel so much better. Listen, there is joy that will cause you to feel a whole lot better. Well, yeah, but every time I pop that pill, I just, I, I just, I feel free. No, listen, God wants you to learn how to tap into rejoicing. That substance, whatever it is, God says that there is a way to be free and experience joy and not be enslaved to what you think is a feel-good moment for just a time. Are you doing all right? You still love me? Amen. We have to choose to rejoice. What time do I have? All right, two minutes. I'll conclude with this. You say, why is it so important as the worship team comes? I'll give them the cue. (laughs) Why is it so important to stir up joy? Why is it so important to stir up a laugh or a countenance? Because it's the expression of your faith. I talked about changing your frown to a smile. If you'll purpose just to laugh, there is medical evidence that proves just on purpose laughing makes you healthier. Why? Well, let me go back just a little bit. Remember the Bible says that in the beginning, God said. He released words or faith in his words and everything was. Then he said, man, be, and he released words. And then man messed up. And then he says, there is a seed that's coming that's going to put man back in, a, in the rightful place. That seed was Jesus. At the beginning of creation, God said, Christmas is coming. Did you hear me? At the very beginning, God spoke to the enemy and said, a Christmas day is coming. And when Christmas comes, there's going to be exceedingly great joy that comes with it. Now, those that have received Christ, you said, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And when you exercise your Christian right through rejoicing, praising, lifting up your voice, even laughing, what does it do? It stirs up something in you in the manner that you was created. The smallest part of human existence is the thing called a quark. They always thought that the atom was the smallest thing known to man, but they found out that there was something called the quark within our bodies. 
And it's what holds us together. And you know what they found it to be? Sound. The very substance of what holds humanity together is the voice of God when he said, let it be. And when you purpose to rejoice and lift up your voice, to laugh, to give God praise, it it activates the sound of God's voice in you. And it begins to change a circumstance. Joy begins to bubble up. Why? Because we used our faith to tap into what is already there. God said, it's in you. Let's choose to experience the joy of Christmas this year. If you're feeling doom and gloom, then just laugh. Laugh in the face of adversity. What you laughing? Because devil, you're a liar. This too shall pass. God loves me so much. Come on. Are you ready to experience Christmas this year like never before? Let's do it together. Amen. Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, I feel so far away from joy. Then my question for you this morning is, is do you know Jesus? Because Jesus is the epitome of joy and he is the joy giver. And if he's in you, if he's been in your heart, then joy is there all along. So either you don't know Jesus or you just have a lack of knowledge. And so if you're here this morning and you say, I want to know Jesus, I want to experience that joy, then I want to give you that opportunity. In just a moment, I'm going to give you the invitation, and I just want you to lift your hand and say, yes, I want Jesus in my life. Nobody's going to be looking around. I'm not going to call you up front. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want this moment to be between you and Jesus to say, God, I want to experience joy. Now, listen, if you know Jesus and you're saying, I don't feel the joy, but I want to. I'm going to give you that invitation as well to raise your hand as well. And I'm going to pray for you as well. And we're going to stir up joy. So if you've never received Christ, you've never asked the joy giver into your heart, or you're saying, I don't feel joy this year and I want to know that, on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Hands all over. One, two, keep them up. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, you can put them down. At least ten people in here says that I want to experience joy. I'm going to pray for you. And we're going to see that that turn around. And then I'm going to ask you to do something just after I get done. I'll give you that instruction in just a minute. You ready to pray? Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for every single person that's in this place that says, I want joy. I want Jesus this year. I want a brand new start, a new beginning. Not in 2018, but right now. Right now marks the time that I choose to experience joy. I choose to say with my mouth, I want joy. I want Jesus. So say this with me, everybody out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for joy. And I ask you now, 
Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And I thank you for joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I experience it this year. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life